Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one ninety eight. Come on now, we're, we're not... really excited. We got a lot to go. We got a lot to talk about, and this is one of those special pre-recorded interview segment ones. Wow, that sounds convoluted. That means <laughs> that means you know what that means, Graham. That means you've done two edits on oh, this episode. Man. That, I rarely edit. Yeah, I hate yeah, editing. There's two. There's at a beginning and an end edit. You had to do both. <laughs> It, they're going to be insane, these edits, <laughs> how excited we are. Um, yeah, we're ramping. We're knocking on 200's door, guys. Uh, so close. We have a very... That episode, it's a cool thing. Somebody doing. flew in from the East Coast just to do the episode. Oh, is it somebody it, famous? Teaser, teaser. Somebody big and famous? So, Maybe. Relative term. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> Nice. Do you get nice. that little uh, double one? Did you yeah, get it? God, yeah. God. That was very smooth. <laughs> um, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, thanks again, everybody uh, involved in the uh, San Diego show and Laughster and American Comedy Company. That was a lot of fun. Um, That's a nice club, too. It's a real nice club. Right down there in the Gaslamp District. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's only been around like a year or two. Uh, I've done shows there with Doug. It's great. Um, So if you live in the San Diego area, uh, go to that club. Go to their website and see, because they have a lot of really good acts that come in through there. Um, Yeah, thanks to everybody who came out to that show. Thanks to all you guys who were... um, Watching on Laughster. Watching on Laughster. Um, that episode, we're having some technical issues with actually posting. Is it a podcast? So, um, but don't worry, don't it's not. Worry. It's not lost it's or not anything. Lost. It just takes a little more time. It's gotta. We've gotta. We gotta weave some things together. Yeah. Um, uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, but we've got a lot to talk about today. Well, I mean, first I'm, of all, this episode. Who's who's it brought to? Oh my God, Squarespace. Yeah, isn't that crazy? They're I back know. From the festival, this, this is the first podcast they've ever sponsored. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, we got them first after a thousand other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been really cool because they're really they're really involved in podcasting. Obviously, they helped a lot with the festival. They're gonna they're coming on board again yes. for twenty four. I would argue that there's um no sponsor that's more supportive of podcasting than Squarespace right yeah. now. And really, if you are. It fits because if you're a podcaster or you're a comic or you're somebody, I mean, a lot of you guys that listen- You need a website. You need a website. Mm -hmm. A lot of you guys are self-employed or you run, you have, uh, you work out of your homes or whatever. Yeah, you make uh, hemp jump rope. You make, (laughs) yeah, to do hemp double dutch. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need a website. You're going to need a website for that to show videos of you being stoned and tripping over the rope. Yeah. That's a great, a great use of squarespace.com. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if you guys go to squarespace.com and use coupon code CFN, Shazam. It's so easy. It's three letters, three people. Letters. Come on. Just type that in. What are you going to type in Mark Marin? That's too long. You <laughs> CFN. CFN. <laughs> it's easy. It stands for comedy film nerds. Have, are you just figuring that out now? What is your goddamn problem? So, and you get 10% off. And here's the great thing, too. This is We're not just kind of doing an ad read. We're actually going to do a whole campaign with Squarespace over the next couple of months, and we're going to be profiling um, filmmakers that use Squarespace for their yeah. websites. We've already so. gotten a couple um, uh, websites that are being emailed to us, so we're going to start showing these sites, and uh, which is also a cool way to give you guys access yeah. to cool new indie films that are being made. Yep. Because we know a million filmmakers. Uh, Kimberly Browning from Hollywood Shorts. Is she already sent us a couple already. Yeah. But if you guys, uh, if you are a filmmaker and you're listening right now and you use a Squarespace website, um, email it to us at info at comedyfilmnerds.com. 
Yeah. And we will check with Squarespace, by the way, to make sure it's a Squarespace website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No scams, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to scam the podcast. Don't do that. That's not nice. Uh, and we're going to get a lot of cool swag from them. So, of course, anything that you order in the next two months. We're going to be throwing stuff in the gift bo- uh, in the orders and gift boxes and bags and whatever. And we're going to have some really they cool have stuff. the softest T-shirts Yeah, ever. I know. It's unbelievable. Yes, they're like made from kitten hands. Yeah, they're like they luxurious are. kitten hand shirts. Yeah. Um, so check that out, guys. Squarespace.com uh, and then coupon code CFN. And uh, one thing that we also we want to say before we stop talking about the lovely Squarespace is it's easy. It's drag and drop. It's so easy to make your website. And they have 24-7 support, so they'll never leave you hanging. The thing is that the, the um, they, they say that the tech team is in New York. Like yes. It, and so you, I've called it because I'm not very technically proficient, as you've probably learned from this episode. I don't know what you're talking about, Graham. <laughs> Everything's gone so smoothly from episode one. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Getting the San Diego episode has been very easy. <laughs> um, I wasn't just yelling at my computer 20 minutes ago. Um, so I called it 24-7, and it's like the easiest. They so walk you through it. It's right. Their tech support is made for idiots such right. as myself. <laughs> I think they designed it around. They're like, you got, if, if Graham can get yeah. through it. You can. Um, so, so please go to that, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's, um, let's talk about some movies. Like you – okay, so we're obviously we're in Oscar nomination time. Yes. Um, we're uh, catching up on some stuff. We're catching too. up on some stuff. And not a lot came out. Not a lot came out. Well, I Frankenstein came out, but I talk about that in the um, yes. in the San Diego episode. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you saw it was still amazing. Yeah. And then uh, I think I, that's I think that movie yeah. is what has made the technical problems happen. No question. The- yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, um, uh, Neil Weekly did a uh, a written review of I Frankenstein. Of I Frankenstein. Yes. That man. He wanted to see it. That's what was so scary. He wanted, he wanted to, to see, see it. it. He did. It's it's amazing what he wants to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he got a midnight ticket, but... Uh, Neil, uh, <laughs> did you, did, please tell me you didn't see a midnight showing <laughs> no. of high friends. Oh, no. I, I think because they didn't have them. I, uh, <laughs> not because it was a choice. Uh, <laughs> but God bless you, Neil. You are um, doing God's work seeing those movies. <laughs> you are. You, you. Um, so you can read about it online, as you can He's imagine. He's the Mother Teresa yeah, of, uh, of film reviewers. You know, and, and he goes into these with an open mind, too. He really does. And uh, I know it's weird, but a little disappointed in the movie. <laughs> no, really? Isn't that weird? Yeah. I guess I was a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's talk about one of the movies I wanted to catch up on, because it was nominated for costume design and cinematography, uh, was The Grand Master. Mm-hmm. Now, you had seen this movie uh, before. And uh, yeah. I had just gotten to it. And I had known because the clips that uh, we'd seen during the... Um, uh, with Rick Myers's mm-hmm. um, Kung Fu Extravaganza. Down at Comic-Con. The, yeah, down at Comic-Con. I knew it was going to be beautiful because just from you know the clips that were shown there. And it is. It's a beautiful movie. And it's great. Uh, and it really does have great costume design and great cinematography. It really does. That first and, fight scene in the rain yeah. is just beautiful. And, and uh, I'm watching this movie, and it, it's interesting. It's an interesting hybrid of movie. Is it a Kung Fu movie? Uh, yes, but it's more of a a historical drama about Kung Fu and with Kung Fu in it. And um, one of the things, although I think that the the movie itself, as far as a story perspective, is it really didn't focus all the way on Ip Man. 
the uh, the mm-hmm. trainer that uh, mm-hmm. trained Bruce Lee. Like it starts with him, but then it kind of goes off on these tangents a little bit with the other characters. That I think if you look at one of the other movies based on his life, uh, Itman, the the one that's actually titled right. Itman, it mm-hmm. it focuses exclusively on him and his uh, and his struggles. So there've been a lot of movies made about this guy mm-hmm. and uh, i think there's going to be more and it's just a, he you know he has a fascinating story and he's had a fascinating uh had a fascinating life um but this movie is um it's an interesting hybrid and i really did enjoy it it was it was more like a beautiful period drama about kung fu that happened to have some great kung fu fighting scenes mm-hmm. in it as well mm-hmm. um i would have liked to have seen the story a little bit tighter and focus more on him um but i still um i really enjoyed it yeah and it's it's one of those things where like the academy got it right in terms of these two nominations because it is as i said when i saw it you know and i'm, I'm sure most of you probably didn't see it just because it was it did get limited release but if you can watch this on a dvd somewhere make sure when you do watch it at home it's one of those films like it's not a have on in the background while you check your email right, or do right. laundry or whatever. Like turn the lights off and watch it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if you got a nice uh high def flat screen because it it you do need to see the beauty in these right. in these fights. It's a high def movie. It is a high def movie for sure and it is it is sort of um you know the like obviously we talk a lot about Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon and what it did bringing a lot of the Chinese opera um, those fight scenes on the wire work and everything was brought over from Chinese opera. And I remember when the first time I saw that film, I was like mesmerized by that. And so he does that, uh, the cinema, I mean, it's just, the, the, these fight scenes are poetic. You know, they're almost like little- Little dances. Little dance numbers, almost yeah. like little music videos mm-hmm. within it. And I say that in the best way. Sometimes that's a criticism when, We've talked about when directors come over from the music video world, right? They don't know how to. Yeah, we didn't mean that. We meant that as a compliment. We meant that as a compliment. <laughs> they, they like their little scenes. You could just have on their own, and they'd be beautiful. And and so it's it's worth seeing. And I, and I and I hope I hope this film gets some more more uh, gets uh, gets a win in one or one or both of these categories. Right. Um. Um. What else, Christopher? Well, we could. Uh, I do want to talk about a, uh, a DVD pick that I actually saw, uh, but we can save that for DVD. Okay. Why, don't why, we, don't we, uh, we, why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we introduce um, this? The next segment. This next segment. Or should we talk about Kickstarter first? Mm, Ooh, I know. Let's let's do Kickstarter. Let's then do we'll Kickstarter go to the, the segment. Now. As you guys know, we're doing the Kickstarter for uh, Earbuds, the podcast documentary. We've got a lot of um, uh, we've gotten a lot of great support from you guys uh, already. Some great emails, some great about emails. Suggestions. Yes, oh, there's my mail, and uh, there's another one right there. Bing, <laughs> and you know we're getting support from the networks and the uh, um, some of the sponsors. Like there's actually tiers now. You can get a, a year free in Squarespace. You mm-hmm. can actually get actual earbuds. From tweakedaudio.com, the like that they're throwing in uh, yeah, earbuds you, in a couple if of you tiers. Do the tier that has, um, you can buy the, a digital download of the movie uh, or a DVD of the movie. You get, you can. There's two there, tiers there's, we've added. Yeah, and they're limited, so you, you gotta you gotta jump on those. Now, I will say that we're. Uh, when does it end? 
February 24th. February 24th. It ends February 24th. Um, we're a little behind right now. We're ho- we were hoping to be a little bit farther along mm-hmm. than, than we were. And I know a lot of people say, well, Kickstarter, a lot of it kicks in towards the end. but Which it does. Which it does. It's we true. We did a great interview with, on the Zane podcast. And he... Zane Lamprey, yeah. Zane Lamprey. And, and he was talking about, he did a project where he was trying to raise $500,000. Yeah, half a million. And... Three days out, he only had like 240 or something right. like that and was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And in three days, he ended up getting like 560 or Yeah, seven. it overfunded. It yeah. overfunded. So we know that Kickstarter starts strong and then it slows down and then it picks up towards the end. So what we're saying, guys, is you got to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we want to just kind of break it down for you guys. And, you know, we, we're happy to provide free content. This is, we're doing what we love. We love it. We love being here for you guys. We'll keep doing and, this. Don't worry. Yeah. And we appreciate it. <laughs> we're not punishing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> We always make it sound like we're being we're divorcing, we doesn't are, it? Whenever telling, we do a we're serious announcement, it. we're sitting yeah. the kids down, and it's time to grow up and move out of the uh, yeah. house. Yeah. You're 22 now. Yeah, it's, come on, it's time. Yeah, get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Get a job. Yeah, or um, or go to trade school. Mommy and daddy love you, but yeah. you got to grow them. Yeah, grow the fuck up. Um, so what what we wanted to say to you guys is that. Um, for this to really work, we can't do it without you guys. And the truth is, some eyes are on us right now. I mean, we've got <laughs> yeah. we've got podcasters watching us. We've got fans watching us. We've got networks watching us. Development people and sponsors all seeing if the podcast fans are as engaged as we say they are. And we know you are. But you know, this is there's some eyes on us to see if it's we can actually prove it, and ultimately, if it doesn't, I mean, Graham and I will bear most of the responsibility one uh, way or yeah, the other. Yeah. It's gonna fall on our shoulders. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty hard. Um, but ultimately, as we one of the side effects is we don't want there to be a takeaway of like, oh, podcasting fans, there's nobody there, there's they no money spent, they don't care, and that's that's not what we want. The opposite is what we want by making this movie is to not only celebrate you guys and the fans and podcasting in general, but also to bring more people into the fold. And and a lot of you guys that have already donated have done a great job of posting on Facebook and Twitter, which yeah, is we awesome. really appreciate like, it. Like anyone who's done that, spread the word in whatever yeah. way you see. F- so here's the deal. Um, if everyone listening to this right now, just you guys, just the comedy film nerds fans, uh, if you got your kitten hands out right now and just donated $5 or more, that's it. Just $5 or more, we would be three quarters funded right just now. Just about. So, yeah. If everybody did 10, we'd fund it. Yeah. Then we'd just, pretty much Just film nerds Just fans. you guys. Then if it was 10, it would be pretty much funded. Wow. So. So we, uh, Thank you guys. what we're asking for is to <laughs> each of you give $10,000 each. Is that, no, my math wrong? Yeah, I uh, have 13 Yeah, fans. yeah. <laughs> um, so honestly, all, all we need to do, 5 to $10 uh, each. That's all we need. And this thing will fund. And yeah. we really need your help with this, like we said. And we uh, want to make this with you. Because we want everyone to know how great podcasting is. Yes. Um, all right. So let's talk about our... This interview that we recorded a couple days ago. Yeah, it's re- I'm really excited about this because this is a buddy of mine I actually knew from back east, known him for years, produced one of my short films. Skins. Uh-huh. And, uh, that Paul he- Tompkins is in? Yes, yes, and Jay Johnston and uh, Andy Kindler. So um, now Rob Meltzer, he's, like I said, he's been a friend of mine. He actually has done his own short films. He's done a ton of short films. In fact, he actually went to USC on a uh, partial scholarship because of his film work Ooh, actually in uh, high school. And... Um, He's made his first feature film. He's made a great short film called I Am Stamos uh, that you could probably check out online with John Stamos. And this feature film stars Jean-Claude Van Damme 
and uh, Rob Hubel, and it's really fun. It's a fun comedy, and obviously we're a little biased because we know Rob, but we'll be honest, if we didn't like the movie, we've already seen it, uh, we would tell it's him hilarious. we were busy. Rob yeah. Hubel, man. Yeah. Rob it's... Hubel and John claude Van they're both, they're all great. Yeah, they're they're great. Funny. So yeah, we would say, oh, Rob, we're, we're full. You know, yeah, you can't get. Like if we didn't like the like movie, it. we'd be like, oh, we're full. We sorry, <laughs> scheduling conflict." Mm. But uh, we really we enjoyed it, and it's it's a fun movie, and um, we get into the nuts and bolts a little bit about mm-hmm. filmmaking as well. And it's a great interview, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Meltzer. Hello, everybody. This is our very special interview, uh, Chris. Why don't you uh, introduce what this is? I would about. be happy to. This is a, this is a great interview. We're happy to have um, our next guest. In fact, we've known each other for a very long time. Actually, from back east, we've mm-hmm. known each other, and uh, we've worked on short films together. He produced one of my short films, uh, Skins, and he has his f- a feature film coming out this weekend, starring Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> And uh, Rob Hubel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rob Meltzer. Hello. Happy to be here. The last time all three of us were united was, was in 1997. On the cast of, on the set of Skins. Skins, yeah, yeah. Which we shot in the office that we were working in, right? Yeah, yeah. For um, Second City Naked News for the Microsoft Network. Wow. Remember Everybody, that? When sure the I'm... internet was going to take off with, uh, with original content? Yeah. <laughs> It took a while. It yeah, happened, yeah, yeah. But it didn't. Not when we were there. No, its heart was in the right place, but <laughs> it didn't happen. Wrong decade. Yeah. In fact, uh, Rob also worked uh, in that decade too. He worked for Den, didn't you? You did a show for Den, and that's when they were spending millions of dollars. Yeah, we managed to lose about sixty million dollars well, over you. the course of about a year. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty impressive. I love those those uh, <laughs> heavily funded uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tech company. What, oh, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Give them a hundred million dollars. Oh. Like chill.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which just went belly up on a movie that I'm in. Yeah. This movie ever roll. Thanks, Joe. You guys are awesome. Um, <clears throat> so let's get into. Um, now, welcome to the jungle. It comes out on Friday, right? Yeah. February 7th. February 7th yeah. In uh, movie theaters and on uh, video on demand. Yeah. Exactly. What okay. you said it's in about 15 cities? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know them all, uh, but you can go to. Uh, oh, the website. I don't know what the website is either. I have to look that one up. Uh, what did you prep for this interview? Yeah. There's a website, and it's got all the dates on it. And you can and, find it if you Google it, I'm sure. And it's and related I, to your movie, right? The website? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I don't know how to use the internet at all. It's terrible. So uh, welcome to The Jungle. Now, this is a, um, a great story on how this movie actually got made. And for those of you... Um, at home, Rob and I, we're, we're kind of like the same short film class. Like, we've been toiling in the movie industry with many features, development, um, killed, development killed, and that kind of thing. And now Rob uh, got one got one to the finish line. And that's what's it's really, really exciting because it's really hard to get a feature film done and made and in the can. And uh, I'm going to do a little spoiler alert here. Uh, distributed by Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, why don't you start by telling us kind of how uh, this movie came to be? Well, first, I think we should tell people what the film is a little bit. Absolutely. Let's do a synopsis of the movie first. Like, Wait, Just so you care a little bit about how it got made. Um, well, basically, it was obviously, my guess is you went, um, whoever came up with this just went, Lord of the Flies, Grown Ups. Basically, I don't know about grown-ups, but or, definitely Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Lord right. of the Flies, or an, office, an office Lord of the Flies and Office Space. Right. It starts off yeah. as Office Space, then it goes into Lord right. of the Flies. Yeah. 
And uh, just the fact that you got Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie, and he is so good in this movie. And the yeah. last thing you would go, you would expect to hear is, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he has great comedic timing. You would never expect to hear that. And he's amazing. He's funny. Yeah, it's he's a funny really film. funny. It's, uh, yeah, it's basically an office goes on a retreat, like a... Uh-huh. Uh, Team ship, team, team, ship, team, team building, team building, yeah. uh, team building thing on a crazy island with Jean Claude. And, and then it goes awry. Then it goes awry, and then they become sort of Lord of the Flies, and they're fighting mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's and Rob Hubel goes full on psychopath. <laughs> Rob Hubel is <laughs> fucking great in it, man. He's Rob Hubel, who's been on the show. This is a funny, funny part for him. I idolize that man. Yeah, you should. He's, he's, he's great. great he's great. I'm sure he riffed a lot on the set, and you could tell because we're yeah. watching. Oh, that's Rob. That's, that's Rob. Rob. That's yeah. totally <laughs> Rob's stuff. So that was that was great. But okay, so that's so people know what the it's a it's a comedy. It's coming out February 7th in 15 cities. Uh, go to some undisclosed website and find that information. <laughs> Um, but now now go into the story of, of what you had to do to get this movie made. Sure, yeah. Well, uh, this producer friend of mine named Justin Canoe had this script. It had been floating around for a long time and it was developed you know, by a variety of different people. And uh, he brought it to me and he's like, I have this thing. It was, it was written by uh, this writer named Jeff Kaufman. And he's like, I think it's something you'd be into because it's, it's funny and it's dark and it's visual and a lot of tonal similarities to a short film I did called I Am Stamos uh, a while ago. And so we started working on it with uh, Jeff, the writer. And uh, after a while, we felt like we were ready to go out there and start trying to get actors on board. And that was kind of the first big step in, in getting this thing made was getting Jean-Claude. Because once we had him, like everything So it was changed. written for him. No, what? I mean, that, that role was sort of originally written for more of a, a comedic actor. But we really thought it would play better if it was more of an action star who was right. doing a, a comedic turn. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of gave um, a little bit more weight to that role, you know, that you believe. That I, think, that I, think it, I think that was a good choice because I, I, watching the movie, when he first comes on and he's, he's in that boardroom doing the PowerPoint presentation yeah. of what his team building mm-hmm. is. And, and he's full on Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's, he's yeah. just playing yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And every slide is like, learn team building. It's just him holding a knife or whatever. Yeah. Like, every slide is just, I'm a psychopath in mm-hmm. amazing shape. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think had you cast a comedic actor... It wouldn't have had the it, same it effect. It wouldn't have had the same effect, and I think that was a smart choice. Oh, cool. Thank you. That so, was, The biggest question mark for us was, what was it going to be like with Jean-Claude? And we were just hoping if Jean-Claude plays it like he, you know, plays a lot of other roles mm-hmm. where he's just really intense and intimidating. A lot of other roles? You mean every role that he's <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, JCVD, though, if you've ever seen that movie, that movie, he gives a performance that is unbelievable. I mean, no, I have it, not seen that film. It is so worth seeing, because I feel like he often doesn't get the chance to show his true acting That's ability. the first movie where he actually shows some range and uh, takes a, like you were saying, a comedic turn and mm-hmm. kind of makes fun of himself. And a dramatic turn as well. I mean, there's there's a monologue in there where he has this breakdown, and I believe it's an improv monologue, and mm-hmm. it, it is just unbelievable. Um, so it's it's not... So the movie is... It's not a documentary, it, 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 but he plays himself in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just... You got to see it. It's hard. It's hard to even explain it. It's it's such an oddball movie. But he plays himself and he gets involved in this bank heist, um, and, and that, that was one of the reasons I, I really you know wanted him for this movie because I, I saw that and I was like God this guy you saw is, you knew he could do it yeah, yeah knew he yeah. could do it I mean I, I I hoped he'd be comfortable sort of playing this really ridiculous role as himself essentially and also going into some of the the more emotional territory that this character goes into because you know this character starts off the badass and, and becomes mm-hmm. sort of this man child eventually mm-hmm. you know. 
and Jean-Claude just totally embraced it. And, and that was the most amazing you know, surprise is just how, how funny that guy is. Well, let me ask you that in terms of, uh, obviously we'll get back to, to getting that made, but I want to know, directing him, obviously you're going to come at him, you're going to direct him differently than you would Rob Hubel. Totally. Because Rob Hubel is just a pure comedian coming from a comedy background and you can just sort of, I'm, I'm, my guess is that you could just sort of say, hey, Rob, we need this thing kind of... Here's get, the setup. Yeah. Get me there. With, give give yeah. more latitude where mm-hmm. I would imagine, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that that going directing Jean-Claude Van Damme is more like you have to direct him seriously because the comedy is in how serious he is and you're going, holy shit, there's Lionheart. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> exactly. And Jean-Claude totally bought into that method and he, he really wanted to be very method in his approach. He actually did not want to meet any of the other actors before he did the first scene with them where he comes in there and, and scares the hell out of them. And it was great because it was really tense on set because all the a- other actors, were, you know, mostly comedy actors, are like, holy shit, this is Jean-Claude Van Damme in the room. And, and he's, he's kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not in real life, but right, I mean, right. um, and, you know, Jean-Claude, I think, felt this feeling like I'm here to, you know, scare the hell out of these these actors. Well, I know how, if I was an actor and you're like, hey, you're in this movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme is playing a crazy guy and you never met him. Yeah. He doesn't want to meet you and then he just shows up on set. You'd be like... In character. I'd yeah. be like, well, I don't know. Is he goddamn out of his mind? Yeah. Like, is he just, you know, like, does he just sit there and work out and train to kill people like me? Like, It was intense and, and sometimes like scary in a very funny way and he would do things <laughs> where you're like, is he is he acting right now or what's going on? But it was, it was brilliant. The things he would just come up with. And, and when we were most uncomfortable with the things that he was doing, being just really like in someone's face, that was some of the funniest stuff. Right. I and mean, there's a scene where he gets in, in Brody's face and just, I mean, Adam Brody versus Jean-Claude Van Damme is something pro- most people probably never thought they would right. see. <laughs> and he's just really in his face in this mm-hmm. really weird, you know, uncomfortable way. And great. one of the things I want to mention too, before I forget is that mm-hmm. uh, you don't run in, you always have, that um, pitfall that you avoided is that, oh, you have Jean-Claude Van Damme in the movie. You're using it to sell the movie. He's in the poster. He's in one scene. Like, you know, you have that you have that right, pitfall. Right, right. And then there was a time where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I hope he's in more of the movie. And you did. He's he's in the movie. He it, it's He's part of the movie. So yeah, people on I, the internet keep saying, like, he's only going to be in two scenes. I guess there's it, been a bunch of movies oh, where that's he hasn't the reason. shown much. But, like, he's really in this movie. He's he a is. major He's, he's part of the movie. movie. And, and that's what I was really happy to see because because of that very reason a lot of times just to sell the movie they pay like the you know the the word sometimes essential element sure yeah. <laughs> for like they come in for 2 to 4 days they shoot a couple scenes they get on the poster and then that's it okay well so let's go into that of of you you got Jean-Claude Van Damme in the project when like was that the essential element, as Krista said, in securing the financing or? Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, you know, we did foreign pre-sales once we had Jean-Claude and we had started a little bit of foreign pre-sales even before we had him, but we couldn't lock anything down. It was really like, get us someone who we can sell internationally. And it's just really hard with comedy. I mean, there's not a lot of guys who you can get that, you know, are going to work for all these different international markets. It doesn't translate culturally. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. with Jean-Claude, I mean, he translates action and horror, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that really you know helped us a lot to get the pre-sales going, and once we got the pre-sales, then you've got of course like gap financing, and there's bringing in some private equity, and just so many components to fill, you know making. Wow, it sounds easy. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst parts about filmmaking, I think, is trying to, to get that puzzle all together and keeping all those various elements from dropping out. You know, because it was a decent budget. 
Yeah, it was like 3.5-ish, something like that. But yeah. maybe a little less. I, I don't even know what the final number was. The general in Hollywood numbers is not a lot, but that's still $3.5 million, million is, is a fair it, amount of money. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent budget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for my first film, like, that was awesome to, right. to have that. Um, but we wound up having to shoot it in 19 days. So it wasn't like we actually had like a laid back, you know, oh, we got tons of money. We can do whatever we want. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a complicated movie for that budget level. And then we had a lot of actors mm-hmm. in the movie and a lot of them were pretty, you know, well-known. Not that anybody made a fortune on it, but it wasn't, it, money was an issue throughout the whole project. Of course, because when you have that big of a cast yeah. and you're shooting on location in- Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you're on location with all these actors. Yeah. That is- a fucking logistical. Yeah, everyone needs to be fed. You need yeah. hotel rooms. And you're in the jungle and transporting you're on the beach. in between the hotel to the jungle yeah. and the, all that yeah. shit. You With got fire and fights and things blowing up. It's, yeah. like, it's sort of like a tiger. A tiger. We actually we shot the tiger in L.A. Um, but we shot with that funny story. We shot Jean Claude uh, fighting a, a tiger puppet. Which, yeah. The behind the scenes on that were just unbelievable. I mean, he played it so serious watching mm-hmm. this puppet attack him, and he's just screaming and screaming. Well, it's got to be an extra on the DVD. Is that an extended tiger fight? You gotta put a tiger fight. I don't know. It probably probably is. I don't even know. Honestly, there's so much behind the scenes on the DVD. I don't even know what they got on it. But it's a good chance. (laughs) So okay. So then you got you went through. You got Jean Claude, and then you had to do all this whole uh, financing dance. Financing of getting money from this person, and you know you have to. You know how long did the whole process take financing wise? Um, well, from the time we had Jean-Claude, it was maybe like six months or something like oh, that. Oh, that's actually I'm not bad. Just guessing. But I think before that, we were we were working on it for another six months or so. So it was about a year until the whole thing kind of came together. A year just to get the financing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, initially, we were going to make the movie for a much lower budget. We were going to shoot it in Griffith Park. Right. It, it was going to be like a half million dollar budget, yeah. like a completely different thing. And I wasn't so excited about the idea of doing it in Griffith Park. I just felt like like the 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 location is I hate it, it's so cliche, but it's kind of a character in the movie. Like you really need to be in a place that well, there's no beach in Griffith Park. Well, yes. Well, you need, <laughs> honestly though, you're 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 correct in that. I think just from me watching it, because immediately I'm seeing palm trees. I'm seeing it feels like a desolate remote location. You're in a desolate remote yeah. location, and that is a character. And I was that's when I was immediately you know I was like. Lord of the Flies, and you're selling me on that totally vibe. And it, otherwise, I would have gone. Well, no, they're in Griffith Park. Oh, they're in Griffith yeah. Park. <laughs> yeah, know? the danger wouldn't feel real. And, no, right. And the other thing with Puerto Rico too, we got was we were able to um, have kind of a progression in the locations. When you when they first arrive, you know, it's kind of it's beautiful. They're on the beach. There's palm trees everywhere. But as shit gets re- weird, like we're in dense jungle, and it becomes real rocky, and there's a cave, and like right. the the environment really kind of helped us to, to, to show like psychologically where Rob Hubel's character goes and how he yeah. takes all these people and, you, had to. you know, brings them deep into the jungle and it just gets weird. I mean, nothing against that and Brody, but I really felt that movie was Jean-Claude Van Damme and Rob Hubel. Really, they, they kind of sold it for They had the most me. meaty roles. Yeah, I mean, to me, Brody yeah. brought a lot of the heart to it, but like, yeah. as far as like getting the, the, the funny in there, like those two <laughs> roles just, mm-hmm. they were so mm-hmm. well written and, and those guys nailed them. Hubel, man. He just like <laughs> every scene. You're like, like, oh, what's he gonna I was do? That going, I would love to play a dude that just goes ape shit. Yeah. Just fucking loses it. <laughs> sex the orgies and yeah. all this crazy <laughs> crap that he's doing. I I loved it. I love that. So, um, well, let's get into then. So you had a year to line Putting everything it together. Up. Yeah, mm. something maybe it was even longer. I can't even honestly recall how it went down. It's such a blur. But it was it was mm-hmm. a while. Ago. Okay, yeah. you got the money's lined up. So now you're in pre production. Mm-hmm. What? How long did that take? And how did you settle on Puerto Rico and all that other stuff? Well, 
Puerto Rico came up pretty early because there's a tax credit there. It's like I don't know, mm-hmm. 35 or 40 percent. So um, that's a huge help, you know, to, to get explain to our sure. audience what how that breaks down. Like sure. What that means. Okay, so it's kind of it's a little tricky, but I'll, I'll boil it down. Um, basically, what it means is you spend a dollar in Puerto Rico, they're going to give you a credit on your taxes for 35 cents back. Now, you have to owe taxes in Puerto Rico to get that credit, and this is where it gets super complicated. We don't owe taxes there. Somebody else does. So that tax credit is sold to a business that owes money to the government, and that that business pays this broker a lower percentage of that tax credit, and we get some of that money, so we don't get all of it. Super convoluted thing. And the reason I've never heard that before. So it's like the government doesn't want to just say, we're just giving filmmakers money. What they're saying is we're going to give you a break on taxes, but we don't owe any taxes. So it has to go through this complicated chain. And in the end, we wind up having to get a loan from somebody against the tax credit so that we have the money to make the movie. And then once the movie's made, then the tax credit is sold through the broker to, anyways, this is boring shit. (laughs) That's how convoluted tax credits are. And I I didn't think I'd ever have to know any of that kind of crap when I was in film school and and wish I could just forget it now because it's (laughs) not interesting to me, uh, but necessary. It's like talking to an electrician. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Half the viewers have just like turned the podcast off. Now, the great great. thing is that, um, you know, you didn't have that 3.5 million secured before you approached John claude Van Damme. He actually came aboard because he liked the script, which is a, a really good thing, and that kind of got everything moving. Yeah, I think, you know, he was just really itching to, to do a comedy, and, and um, he liked the role. Um, we, we met and, and had an amazing meeting, and, and he was just really into it and, and was kind enough to let us go out there and, and, and try to put it together with, you know, with, with him involved. Now, what was it like shooting in the jungle because as you know you know you're a commercial director a lot mm-hmm. of times and you do have also done industrials everything's been a pretty um controlled environment for what what you've done and what was it like okay well we're throwing all that away we're in the middle of the jungle in you know another country how did, how was that it was hard uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean the worst thing 19 days and a small budget it's not like you were rolling in there with a 50 million dollar budget yeah. and you had three months right. to shoot like you how many pages a day were you shooting it's like seven to nine or yeah. something like that That's uh, you know the, just for people listening for those like a standard big budget film would be what three pages yeah, a day three you know so that. you're 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 doubling, almost tripling that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so it's more like a, a TV pace, but you're trying to do it with like feature film quality, and, right. you know, uh, and also TV shows, they kind of have a rhythm where they, right. they do it every day in and out. Right. You know, you're creating a They have an infrastructure thing. already set yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the hardest things about the project. And, and thank God I had this amazing DP that I work with all the time named Eric Hayes. And he and I just planned everything out meticulously and were able to go fast because we knew exactly what, what we wanted. Was it anything like you had to do like shots and repellent? Like what was it like, like shooting in the, the the mosquitoes were horrible. I mean, I was like so swollen because I, every day you're just getting bitten hundreds of times by mosquitoes. I mean, we shot in places that were completely infested and we had to, you know, have companies come in and like do mosquito bombs and oh my I'm sure God, it took really? years off my life yeah <laughs> i was just i would slather hydrocortisone on my body every night and you're and spraying bug spray on you head to foot and it's still they don't care those mosquitoes couldn't you know, <laughs> yeah they're, they're like fuck it we're gonna eat you anyways you know? um, that was one of the hardest things and i mean the poor actors some of them were like you know wearing next to nothing in the movie i mean you know and they're getting bitten oh. up too and so let me ask you this then, since you know you, you you said you mapped up with your DP, um, how you know you you went in there very much with a very specific game plan. Did that include like 
minimal takes? Like we're, we're limiting this to, did you have a number like five takes or something like that? Or, you know, we didn't, but fortunately the cast was so good that we didn't need a lot of takes. I mean, all these guys are, are amazing. Uh, you know, especially Adam Brody is a machine like right. take number one or take number two. We're always awesome. Take number three or four. We're just bonus trying something different. And, and same thing goes, I mean, really the, the whole cast, like Hubel, Shaw, Megan Boone. I mean, every take they would do something a little different. And anybody, uh, Robert Peters always Robert, does a great job. Yeah, we mm-hmm. Robert Peters. You know, he he was in my short film I Am Stamos, and he will be in everything that I, I yeah, ever do. He's I, great. I love that man. He is one of the funniest people. Um, a couple other guys I want to mention too is uh, Aaron Takahashi, who's a, mm-hmm. a guy who everyone knows from commercials. If you, mm-hmm. you look him up, you're like, oh yeah, I've seen him in a million things. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric Edelstein um, is another guy you see in a lot of commercials who were just brilliant in their in their uh, supporting roles um so you know we didn't need a lot of takes because we had people who were you know fast. Yeah, we had pros yeah yeah mm-hmm. well that's the key right there um when so, you're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes yeah. you want pros on your yeah. set <laughs> and we rehearsed a lot too i mean on the weekends uh, nights like we would all mm-hmm. go into adam's room and uh we'd sort of workshop it and it was amazing to you know get to have these and, and every evening with an orgy like in the film and then uh you know and then go shoot and, uh, the next day uh, sex orgy. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> sex orgy like yeah. I can explain uh, there's food orgies yeah there yeah, are food yeah, orgies yeah. there are food orgies let's be, let's be clear um, I have them in Vegas <laughs> really Vegas would have a club <laughs> that seems odd um, so let me ask you this uh, how much did the script evolve since that was your process of a lot of rehearsal with a lot of good improvisational comedic actors and you're saying all this rehearsal time into Adam's room and all that stuff, how much did it evolve from from page to screen? Um, mostly it was joke punch-ups. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the, the biggest change is probably the very, very ending of the movie, which I'm not going to give away, but there, there's a, a scene with Jean-Claude and, and Adam Brody um, that um, was something that, that we, we created sitting on the beach one day. We were just thinking about a fun thing that Jean-Claude and Adam Brody might do at the end of the movie. And it was very different than what the original intention was. But, um, most of it really was just like jokes. jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, we didn't change the structure of it that much. Cause the script was already developed when it came to you. It was though. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we worked on it quite a bit together with, uh, with Jeff Kaufman, the writer. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of the work wa- was kind of making it darker and, and weirder. Um, how long ago had Jeff first written the script? Oh, a long time ago, probably five years or, oh, okay. or more. Yeah, yeah. And like various different people had it over the years. And, um, when it came to me, it was a little bit broader. I mean, the film is still pretty broad, but it was a little, it was more kind of zany, wacky in a lot uh-huh. of places. And we, we cut a lot of that out and went more for like a, a darker stranger tone. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I felt like the, whole Lord of the Flies thing it, it just it, it worked best for me taking that more seriously even though it does get pretty absurd you know in mm-hmm. places but playing the danger as real I mean there's moments in this film you don't know if someone's gonna die I mean yeah. like, right it's, it's, you had you know, to you had to otherwise great scene yeah. there. I won't go on it too much where the, where you're wondering if this one guy's gonna die and then Rob comes up and it was the way it was played it was so because it was sinister for sure but he's being hilarious. Yeah. And you're kind of like, wow, he's a hilarious evil dude. Yeah. And, you know? And he did that parallel of like, well, I think he'd be acting this way if he was either in the office or in the jungle. Yeah. It doesn't. Sure. It, it's, it's still the same yeah, guy. Like, I know. Like, yeah. This is how when he's evil, he still sounds yeah, like, yeah. like I'd face paint and shit. <laughs> right. like, that was really, that was really, uh, that, that was a good, uh, that was a great scene. And that was to explain that tone. Um, Oh, cool, thank oh, you. Well, yeah, it was, uh, that was excellent. I now, loved it. And how did um, uh, how did Universal come on board? 
So once the film was all done, we uh, our sales agent just started trying to shop it. Um, we had pre-sold about half the world, so we still needed to sell um, the rest of the world, including the United States. And so that obviously helps, though, when you're looking for, just for our fans listening, to, to go into a little more detail just about what pre-selling countries mean. Sure. And how that works, and how do you do that before you've even put anything in the can yet? Yeah, so basically uh, pre-selling means that a distributor in another country is agreeing to buy the film once it's done for a certain price. But they're not actually giving you any any money. I mean, well, actually, they give you a little tiny money, but not most of, of the Give you a little taste. Yeah, exactly, right? It's basically uh, a piece of paper saying, we're going to give you X amount of dollars when this thing If you done. actually deliver the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you have to go get a loan against that. So you go to a, a private equity firm or a bank and you say, hey, this country is going to pay me X. Will you loan me not all this full X? Because they're going to take some you know, portion of that for themselves. And this is the whole problem with, you know, getting independent movies financed because like everybody's taking their little piece throughout the process and it, it just dilutes the money, you know, to, by the time you actually get the money to make the movie, you don't have- It's, it's more, it's enough. less than the actual budget that you raised. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so so you really had only $400,000 to make this movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it was all sweat. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when the movie was, was done, we had these other countries that we purposely didn't sell so that we could sell it, you know- and At a premium. Someone. Yeah, ideally. Um, the United States being the biggest one, generally you try to like hold off on selling the United States because that's going to be your your biggest sale. And we honestly never thought that that Universal would uh, acquire the film. It's not. It's just an. Uh, How did they see it? Did they see it at a festival, or did you just? We uh, our sales agent had a screening in L.A. where they they just invited all the distributors that were interested, and um, a lot of them were the smaller ones that you would normally think would would um, buy a film like this. And um, Universal was interested, I think. In large part because of the the VOD and like you know DVD and TV aspect of it, um, they're putting it in theaters. Uh, uh, there's a company called Cinedime that's their theatrical partner in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way it goes with these kind of independent films is that the, the theatrical run um, they never expect it to become this huge thing. It's not going to blow up to like the, three thousand. The theatrical screens, run right? they look at as advertising for the VOD and DVD runs. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be some you know hardcore fans uh, of the actors who are going to come for that, and we hope it stays out in theaters for a few weeks if we're really lucky. But you know, very few uh, independent comedies are theatrical hits. Right. I mean, unless you're like a, a giant Sundance hit, you know, the odds are right. people are going to see your movie on, on VOD or, right. you know, DVD. Yeah. So you're hoping that the 15 cities generates enough of an online buzz to where you move. People look for it on VOD, VOD or DVD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ideally. I mean, it'd be great if it did blow up, but you know, <laughs> yeah, you don't get too excited about that. Cause it almost never happens. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but go see it. Maybe you, you, have to make it happen. you guys, maybe you guys can change that. The paradigm. Fans. Um, um, okay, so uh, anything? Let, let me ask. Okay, you shot it nineteen days in Puerto Rico, and then how long was was post pretty? How long was post production? Post was oh god, probably like seven or eight months, something like that, um, including like doing the score and everything. We right. did like a, a full um, uh, orchestral score. Um, uh, my composer, uh, who I've been working with for like fifteen years, named uh, Carl Pruser. Mm-hmm. Uh, got this orchestra in Prague. And so that, that took a while to get all that together again, because we, d- we didn't have money. It's not like we could be like, oh, we're doing this tomorrow. It's sort of like you, you wait till you get these, these openings right. where you can get things cheap. What, um, what was the craziest thing that happened on the set while you were shooting? Mm, God, the craziest Other thing. than mosquitoes. Other than, yeah. <laughs> Other than malaria. Because there's always <laughs> something completely unexpected that happens. Well, I guess one of the most unexpected things, th- there's, a, there's a big kind of, fight scene between um, uh, Adam Brody and, and Rob Hubel. And 
I had no idea if they were going to be able to pull this off. I mean, they're guys who are not necessarily known for, for fight action. Scenes, yeah. Fight no. scenes. <laughs> and it, it, it's, a, it's a comedy fight scene, but they went for it in this incredible way. And it, it, sort of, it was sort of terrifying to watch because we're thinking, God, are these guys actually going to kill each other? And they managed to pull off the comedy of it and the violence of it at the same time. So that was probably my, my biggest surprise. We were all just kind of watching with our like jaws to the floor because they, uh, they really committed and uh, it, it makes the scene because it wouldn't have worked if they just kind of were playing sure, around. Sure, right, sure. right. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, all right, yeah. So, uh, guys, make sure you check out this movie. Uh, it'll be in fifteen mystery cities: on, uh, New York, LA, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, yeah. If you live in a really yeah, yeah. big city; it's probably there somewhere. Yeah, if you live in a small town, you know this is go VOD. VOD DVD. It will be um, uh, will it be simultaneous release. Yeah, think? Okay. On, on Friday. Just don't pirate it. You know, have yeah, a heart. Don't do this to an indie film. You know what you need to pirate? Pirate like Transformers. Transformers. No, no, don't pirate anything. Don't pirate anything. <laughs> Feel bad about yourself if you pirate this yes. movie. You really should. You're stealing yeah. money from independent filmmakers. Who don't have any. Who's got mosquito welts on yeah. his body. He's, but we do he's want got, to... Uh, he's shorter now. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, he used to be six foot tall. He used to be six foot tall. That was like five, six. That's what happened. He left six inches in Puerto yeah. Rico, you guys. So, we will say our fans, they don't pirate movies. We're, they're cool. They better not. Yeah. You admit it to me. We're going to fucking hunt you down. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the jungle, guys. Hashtag work it. Um, yes. <laughs> so check it out, you guys. Support it February 7th th- this weekend. And why not? You know, it's that... It's a fun uh, little it's indie a, comedy. You know it, the, it's it's it, a fun comedy. And honestly, you're picking a good time to release it in that there's nothing really coming out right now. And if, if, it, if you're just looking for You're some, competing with I, Frankenstein. I think you'll be all right. I think you'll be sure. all right. Like, and the other thing, too, if you... Um, Go to, uh, uh, if you go like, you know, right along, Frozen, and you know, this is what. It's all movies that have been out for a while Labor are the ones Day, dominating the, moment. Okay, the box I mean, office. I guess. But you probably, if you're in, especially if you're in North America, you're, it's probably cold where you are yeah. <laughs> right now. So go to your local Cineplex, get out of your house, and you know, this way you won't have to eat somebody. Yeah. So go to see a movie and then uh, stock up on food on your way home. Yes. And then you'll yeah. uh, you'll be fine. And uh, and animal pelts <laughs> and also animal pelts. on your yeah. way back. So when you go out in your snowshoes and you kill an animal yeah. and sleep inside of it, yeah. when you wake up, go see Welcome yes, to the Jungle. Exactly. And if you manage to catch a tauntaun yeah. and sleep inside it and open it up with your lightsaber, all the better. And yeah. And the ice planet Hoth, which yeah. basically is, is ice, is the is the Midwest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is the ice planet Hoth? Then check that out. And then say you can see me in hell. Yeah. In a world that probably doesn't have a Christian heaven and hell, and wonder why a guy would say that. <laughs> my favorite part about that movie. Wow. When he goes, "I'll see you in hell." Technically, they wouldn't be speaking English either. Yeah, they so be it's, a, it's a, you know, it's it's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, when he say has hell, he means the the version in that universe of hell. Mm-hmm. That's our reference point. Okay. For hell. <laughs> really, it should have been somebody going, "Hey, what's that?" Yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Hey, at least no one went, we're not in Kansas anymore. Oh, God, Avatar. You know what you've done. Uh, So, um, Rob, we really want to thank you for coming out. Thank you, guys. like our promos in the middle of we don't have a tirade about uh, Empire Strikes Back and Avatar? Totally relatable. Um, 
That's our show, Rob. Thank you so much. Where can people, uh, is there anywhere they can find you online or see any uh, of your work? Yeah, or? you know, robmeltzer.com. Um, also, there's a Facebook page for the movie, uh, Welcome to the Jungle Facebook page. You can probably find a lot of information about it there. Yeah, but mostly mystery websites they have to Google for, is what you're <laughs> saying. Much. Yeah, yeah. We like to make it difficult to yeah. see the movie. Cool. Uh, well, check that out, you guys. Like the Facebook page. Uh, go to robmeltzer.com. And uh, thanks for being on the show, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Cool. So there it is. That was um, a cool interview with Rob. And I know we got, I, I, was, I was pressing him on sort of technical stuff. Uh, for, for, uh, some of you are filmmakers, so you'd understand that. But we wanted to kind of also show you, you know, kind of how the sausage is made a little bit. Absolutely. In fact, I learned some stuff too. I didn't realize that there's actually brokers for tax credits for companies that actually need them. It's like some weird shell game for filmmakers in banana republics or yeah, some so, weird so, crazy thing that uh rob I, and i know rob didn't even give us all the details on how it worked it's they had but to, just i yeah. feel like there was a gym bag full of cash yeah yeah <laughs> somewhere or just like a bag of blow yeah got, everyone got, gets a taste and yeah, yeah it, it all works out in the end <laughs> yeah it's like the in runner runner when he's paying right. off all the casino guys right <laughs> um, so uh that's very cool so check it out this february 7th it's limited releases he said welcome to the jungle and, and on vod vod you can watch that anywhere so check it out guys it's a good film uh and very funny and rob hubel who's been on the show is yes. in it um all right let's get into dvds now from up on poppy hill was uh a big pick of yours yeah you know, it, it really was and it, it didn't necessarily come out it came out a little while ago but i wanted to mention it because i finally got a chance to see it and it's a great little unique film in the sense that uh you know studio ghibli does amazing work with their animated movies all their movies are are beautiful and uh but this one is special in a way that um it's basically a coming of age drama that's also a period piece that's set in Japan right before the uh, 60s Olympics. 64, 64. Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, and, and uh, the culture clash where, you know, a, a lot of the uh, Japan, a lot of the Japanese were thinking, well, we're moving into modern times too soon. We're forgetting the old ways. And then the um, the other side was like, no, we need to modernize. We need to be more. Right. We need to be part of the rest of the world and increase um, the acceleration of our technology and, and everything. So it was a, a really interesting movie and all those things came into play. Everything from like, you know, their students and the clubhouse is going to be knocked down and how they save that. And um, it gets into, you know, the lead character, her father has died in the Korean war on a supply ship. And uh, it's really, uh, it has a lot of like mature themes in it. It's not like, it, it's not like, I wouldn't call it a kid's movie, not because there's nothing, anything offensive in it, but it's like the, the kids aren't going to get it. It kind of harkens back to when you the way you describe it to those uh, animated films of the late couple of animated films of the late seventies early eighties that were for adults like heavy metal, yeah. And, and I think it was another one like American. Oh, what was the name of that? That was about music. Oh, the one with Cheap Trick. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. And it, it, in this, in the sense that these were movies that tr- animation traditionally does not. Um, cover and especially in this country you know the it took a long time for anime to really um catch hold of here and become mainstream here in this country um but yeah it's that it like it 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 kind of like goes around your expectations a little bit like even if you think okay well this is still gonna be a kid's movie and it isn't there's nothing in this movie from up on poppy hill that makes you feel like oh this is a kid's movie you feel like you're watching a coming of age drama that's a period piece in japan it just happens to be animated and what's amazing too is um 
when you have a period piece, even if it's animated, like everything has to be drawn from that time period. So you have everything from boats to city streets to cars, and everything is so meticulously detailed. It's really fantastic to uh, watch. So I, I really recommend this movie from up on Poppy Hill, uh, Studio Ghibli. I'm really looking forward to the, his next one, um, The Wind Rises, which is not out in this country. And I'm hoping, I think it's the next uh, couple of weeks it will come out, which is um, um, Miyazaki's last film. I know he's retired like a thousand times already. He's like Stephen <laughs> King. I was like, yeah, this is my last book, I swear. But now this time it kind of, everyone feels like, no, this is really, this really is the last one. Right on. So I'm um, looking forward to it. So check on, check check out from Up on Poppy Hill, but don't expect your kids to be too engaged in it. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like, for you. This yeah, is an Yeah, it really is. You. It really is. I mean, it's, I had a five-year-old, uh, he, um, he pretty much said, there's no monsters or fighting, not interested. Now my eight-year-old daughter, she actually did like it she was interested in kind of the romance aspects of it and like because it kind of hits the tween Mm -hmm. um uh uh, target a little bit but at the same time she's not really um familiar with um geopolitical politics of 60s japan so (laughs) that stuff's probably going to go over her head from uh, world war ii and how they're rebuilding and all that so it's it's worth your time this movie Uh, also coming out, Free Birds? Mm, probably not worth your time. Not at all. Mm. Uh, escape Plan? Mm, you saw this, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I did see this. It's everything you think it would be. So, you know, just have this on while you do your laundry or right. or, or floss your teeth. Mm-hmm. Or, so that's what your brain does while you watch this movie, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it does laundry. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and then, of course, Dallas Buyers Club, which we've talked about it before on this film. It's gotten a bunch of nominations, and there's great performances in there by, obviously, Matthew McConaughey, Jared Leto, Jen- Jennifer Garner's great in it. And uh, it's just a solid film. And, um, you know, it's it's why it's just a pretty strong year for the Academy in terms of the nominations. It is, it is. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really solid performance. If you haven't seen it, I would see this. I would see 12 Years a Slave. I would see Gravity. <laughs> um, see them all. They're all good films. Um, and then About Time, which uh, I saw this. Yeah, this is the movie I saw. I, I only saw the trailer. I still want to see this movie. I was hoping it was good. It, well, it's Richard Curtis who did you know, Love Actually. Um, By the way, that picture of Richard Curtis, he really looks like a Superman villain. <laughs> that his headshot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Mr. Bond. <laughs> Um, I will take you to Notting Hill. Uh, one of the other movies he directed. Um, he did the Bridget Jones Diary. Uh, it's you know it's it's exactly the kind of movie that he makes. It's a it's a very um, touching uh, love story. Of course, it's set in England. And but there's a time travel aspect. There's a time to travel it. aspect to it, which I'm a sucker for a good time travel right. movie. Uh, it's like there's an t- aircraft carrier. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there's an aircraft carrier. <laughs> Really? You're yeah. referencing that Kirk yeah, Douglas yeah. movie? Um, and Martin Sheen, yes. I believe, is in mm-hmm. that movie. Um, and I'm blanking on the name of the it. The Final Countdown. The Final Countdown. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's, a, it's a romantic Final Countdown. Yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the Final Countdown of romantic comedy time travel movies, right? <laughs> that makes zero sense. You'll have a better time explaining time travel right. than that. But no, About Time is a good movie. It's worth seeing. Uh, it's a great rental, and of course, it's coming out Valentine's Day. So watch it with your sweetheart. You're going to love it. Um, and do that voice. Do that, do that voice. Do that annoying <laughs> voice. Uh, all right. Premiering this week. 
uh, the Lego movie. Now, at first glance, it was like, oh, this is product placement, the movie. But I saw the trailer. It was at Comic-Con. And you know what? It looks really fun. There's Lego Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's a Lego Batman, a Lego Superman. I'm on board. My kids want to see it. Uh, we watched Ninjago on TV on the Cartoon Network. That's the little the uh, the Lego Ninja mm-hmm. show. And it's fun. We I, I want to see this movie. I laughed at the trailer. Yeah. I want to see it, too. So... It's kind of like they're sneaking in a couple good movies. This one and then The Monuments Men is coming out. Oh, can't wait to see The Monuments Men. Yeah, it was a limited release in December just for Oscar consideration, so it's going wide this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm i going to see it yeah. while I'm in Milwaukee working. I will Shades of uh, an Alan Havey movie recommendation, The Train, you may want to check mm. out too. Or, uh, it came out in 64. Yeah, Nazi occupation and trying to um, save the artwork by putting it on a train. Sweet. Um and then Vampire Academy. Yes, Vampire Academy. If uh, you're wondering how the studios are still trying to cash in on all that Twilight money, here's how. They're still trying to do it. And they're like, oh, how can we cash in on all this Twilight money? Here's how. You can't because it's not Twilight. <laughs> I just feel like this is someone came in with and said, um, Vampire Academy. Sold. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> What's the script? I just put two words together. Done. Book yeah, it. Yeah. There's a, there's a book, Vampire Academy, sure, and then we're going to make, make it, it a movie. It's, it has vampires, and it's at a school, and it's an academy, and they have uniforms. Cute girls and, in vampire outfits. Yeah, like, blood. Blood yeah, and yeah. skirts. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. High school. Maybe I'll just bite that person. Mm. Oh low gosh. Cut, low cut shirts and, and, yeah. and blood. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Titty blood. Yeah. Go. Hit it. <laughs> and angst. <laughs> It's so hard being a vampire teenager. Oh, God, are they gonna are they gonna have a fight in a shower? I'm sure there's just like, <laughs> with a wooden stake, yeah, something, yeah, or a pillow fight, yeah. in bikinis, <laughs> something. I'm sure there's a pillow fight with bikinis and fangs. Yeah, bikinis <laughs> and fangs. That's the that's the next project. I'm gonna pitch. <laughs> Bikini fang, bikini fang, <laughs> bikini fang. Um, all right, that's our show, everybody. Well, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And thanks uh, to Rob Meltzer. Yeah, thanks to Rob Meltzer. And uh, like we said, go please uh, support the Kickstarter campaign. And welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, try the veal. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Tip the weight staff, guys. Yeah. Second show. Yeah. To take. <laughs> 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again. Oh, uh, yeah. I will be uh, headlining the Comedy Cafe in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, February 6th through the 8th, and probably the 7th or 8th, I will be at a movie theater watching The Monuments Men. Excellent. Um, so come on out to the uh, Comedy Cafe. They have their own website. You can get tickets there. Or, of course, uh, GrahamElwood.com or ComedyFilmNerds.com. Yes. GrahamElwood.com, a Squarespace site. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for all of your support. You're we appreciate awesome. it, and uh, awesome fans. Uh, yeah, you guys really are, and we uh, we mean that, and we we really appreciate the support you've given us. So, uh, all right, I think that's, that's it. it. That's we're it. done. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini, and as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Kickstarter. <laughs> he shot Kickstarter. He shot first. Yeah, Kickstarted Greedo. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Money to shoot. Mm-hmm. Greedo? Yep. Okay. Seems appropriate. First. <laughs>